0: take at least one full 24 hour day off a week do that religiously uh the bible says that the sabbath was made for man not man for the sabbath and i'm telling you take your day off. not
1: the who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode
0: of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, here with our co-host,
1: and producer Dale Culver. Hey man, you got a man man word for me today? I do. My man word is group because group. It, yeah, every single love guy that word. Listening, every single guy walking this planet needs to be in some sort of group. God, with seriously, other why is it so hard for guys yeah. to get that? One out of eighteen. One out of
0: twelve, according to Patrick Morley, in his book "The Christian Man," one out of twelve men in churches are in some kind of group. Wow. I don't get it. I, I mean One that's 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 out of a hundred guys, that's what? Wow. Eight guys? Yeah. I mean that's that's horrible, man. That's just um it's I have two words for that. I have two words for your man word. Pathetic. You <laughs> <He laughs> guys <hyphenate that. laughs> join go to our homepage, guys and click join our program. Uh man, we got some phenomenal men. They lead virtual groups as volunteers. They're volunteers. These are guys like you they're just they're just amazing in fact we need more guys like you leading groups if you're interested yeah. uh, talk to us and we'll send you an application put you through the interview process but uh, but that's so important man we need guys need to be in groups yep you need to be carrying each other's burdens you lead what three a week
1: yeah you're in at least three yeah I am and you lead two and you kind of co-lead the one on Wednesdays what's the deal yeah I' exactly. mean exactly I'm I'm in some sort of I small three to four small groups a week where you know and you might think that's a little extreme but man I have such a community around me that like when life happens I got dudes all over the place it's so cool to have guys just rally yeah I mean just I don't ever have to think about what anymore I just think about who yeah my wife and I are getting older and we would love to live like say I don't know the Caribbean or whatever just you know I joke about that stuff but what would happen we uproot and we leave, we don't have our community anymore. You lose the relationships. We don't have our people. Well, we've had several
0: friends that we love that have left, and they have they had a great community here, and now they're having to build a whole new community. And it's totally doable. Yeah. It's doable, especially with a church, because you get into a church, you plug in. Sure. But uh, it's uh, we need community, guys. We yeah. just need it. So that's a great word. We should probably do the whole podcast on that, but I'm not going <laughs> uh, to. I've got a question here that I think is really good, and I was asked, how do you monitor your self-care? You're in a group. You're in a group, anyway. You know what's funny is I have not done it well. I am exhausted. Uh, I'm having to take. I'm going to have to take some extreme measures this summer to recover, because personally, I have not done a good job of monitoring my my own self care. And so let me so let me explain that to you. I had a couple things came on this year that was not were not expected. Three things. Uh, I took over uh, the chaplain position at a, a local university's football team. We started a men's service. On Wednesday nights, it's a gathering where I'm preaching. And the transition between the country opening up post-COVID has created an imbalance between digital and personal ministry. And so trying to find that balance. So those three things. And we bought a second house. So those four things actually have led to um, a very difficult, fruitful year, but difficult. So here's what I am doing to reclaim that or here's what I typically would do to monitor myself. And I've done great over the years. I have 35 years in full-time ministry and uh, have never had any issues with this, and so this is a good thing. So, but here's what I would say. First thing is set margins to rest and recover. Here's what I mean by that. Take at least one full 24-hour day off a week. Do that religiously. Uh, The Bible says that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I'm telling you, take a day off. Second thing is, I owe my body four to five workouts a week, not including that 65,000 push-up challenge. So I am doing the challenge on top of the working out. But my goal is to work out four to five times a week. I owe my body that. And as I get older, it's becoming, I owe my body a cardio workout, and so I'm doing some hit workouts on the weights, or I'm doing the Peloton, or I'm taking a spin class at the gym, or I'm hiking or doing whatever. Everything but running. Anyway, <laughs> I hate running. Uh, sleep seven to eight hours a night. If you're a guy in your 20s, sleep eight to nine hours a night. I don't use an alarm clock unless, unless I have a fishing trip or hunting trip or something I have to be at early in the morning. I, I wake up when God wakes me up. I try to go to bed between 9 and 10 and sleep 7, 8 hours. And I have all these young guys go, man, my body only needs 4 hours a night of sleep. I'm like, you're an idiot. Biologically, that is a false statement. So stop acting like it isn't. Uh, you need, your God has made you to sleep a third of your life away. I know that sounds sad, but it's just the way it is. You can stay awake in heaven all, all eternity. Actually, I hope there's a lot of napping in heaven. I just love <laughs> a good power nap in a hammock. Anyway, uh, take all the vacations your job offers you. Take all the PTO, take every vacation day. Uh, it, whatever your organization offers you, take it. And then here's the last one I would say. You need to be home five nights a week. Five nights a week, home, to be the father that you've been called to be, to be the husband you've been called to be, to give your family your best. So if you, I mean, and if it's a sporting event with your kids, I understand that. But I don't want, you know, I have these guys, I'm at church four nights a week. Well, you're stupid. You you're, you should resign your job as pastor because you're you're giving a horrible example to your church. Yeah. I'm serious. I mean, pastors need to get this under control. And I'm telling you, I'm guilty. Guilty as charged. So second thing I do, consistent spiritual disciplines. And by that, I've got this acrostic walking, right? Uh, Genesis five twenty-two and 24, Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. He was and was no more because God took him up. So what does walking with God mean to me? To me, so I practice these seven spiritual disciplines. First, one is worshiping God on a regular basis. I go someplace where I can worship God. And when I'm talking worship, I'm saying I can go and actually pay homage to God. I can raise my hands to God. I can worship God. I can sing to God. I need to have a place to go to do that because I'm not a musician. I want a place where I can worship God. A, approaching God daily in prayer. And so, Dale, you don't know this, but. Maybe I told you this week. You did. I identified this is a massive failure this year. I have all of my life prayed an hour a day to two hours a day. You know that. Mm-hmm. You've seen that. I've mandated that with you as well when you were working with me at the church. And I've allowed that six days a week of an hour of prayer to slip to two. And that has really hurt me this year. And I'm just confessing that. And so prayer is so important, guys. Jesus blocked time to pray. I can't stand it when guys go, well, the Bible says pray unceasingly. Dude, whatever. Jesus didn't even, even Jesus blocked time to pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he prayed unceasingly, but he blocked time to pray. In my man-compartmentalized world, I need to block a time to pray. Okay, so L is loving other Christians. We need to be involved in fellowship. Translated, we need to be in a small group. A group. You need to be in a group. You need to be in a church. You need to be in a community of dudes to lift you up. K, knowing the word of God. Man, I've this one here, bro, I mean, honestly, I can honestly say I'm a home run hitter here. I mean, I'm consistent in the word. I mean, honestly, the Bible that is that is torn apart, the Bible that is worn out belongs to the guy that is not. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, man, I've been really good with this one. I, investing your resources, your physical and fiscal resources resources. So to me, that's investing your time, your talents, and your your uh, resources into God's kingdom, giving your money, giving your stuff uh, to God. And so N is nurturing uh, non-believers in the faith. It fills my tank. It ex- exhilarates me to be around people who don't believe in Jesus and have the opportunity to, to, to deliver that message to them and to live it out in front of them with boldness. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is G is to give your life completely to the gospel's cause, which is uh, in Christian service. Serving other people in the name of Jesus. That's really important. So those are seven things I, I do. When I practice my spiritual disciplines combined with setting margins to rest and recover, dude, I'm serious. Uh, I'm a force
1: to be reckoned with. Now, can a guy mow his lawn and do yard work on, on his Sabbath, his day of rest? You know what? Honestly, to me, when I think of rest, I think of
0: what fills you, what helps you to rest and recover. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think for some guys, I think for some people, going out in the shop and woodworking is how they recover. Going shooting the guns with the kids or going and riding a motorcycle or golf course or mowing the lawn. I think for some guys, that is how they recover. For other guys, it's the bane of their existence. You know, For me, if you go tell me to dig a ditch, I'm going to count that as a workout. I'm not going to count that as a rest day. Uh, yeah. But some guys, that is how they get their tanks filled. I mean, I know guys. Their woodworking fills their tank, and that's their rest. And I and I totally concur. That is up to each man, and and your wife will bear witness. Yeah, you know, if you come back filled. So the third thing that I do to set to set these uh, healthy margins to self care is I have life giving. This is kind of goes into your question. I have life giving hobbies and relationships. So I. It's really important for me, this goes back to your word, groups, that I have key people, key men, no women, only one woman besides my mommy, uh, key, <laughs> key men in my life that that lift me up and fill my tank and challenge me and pray for me, and I know they have my back. Uh, and then having life-given hobbies. I mean, I one of the things I love now is I love to hunt with my adult sons, and they love to hunt with me. It's just so, it's the best of both worlds. I'm out there with guys I love doing something I love. And so um, unfortunately, there are guys who I used to hunt with who I no longer hunt with because when I come back, my wife goes, you're worse than when you left because <laughs> these guys are suckers. They don't fill my tank. They don't give me life. They suck the life out of me. And so I've had to make some hard decisions over the years, and they've been hard, mm. um, but but that's tough. So I love to hunt. I love to hike. I love to work out. And my wife and I, because my wife loves to travel, that's her career, I've learn to love to travel because shanna loves to travel so i've Mm. taken that up as a life-giving relationship and a hobby all in
1: one and so that's what i do man so um anything you want to add there dale yeah i would say over the weekend i had a life-giving time of driving a dump truck and hauling six yards of one and a half inch river rock and using a little john deere to spread it around that was to me seriously when i dropped this stuff off It was work, it was hard work, and it was scary because you're doing something you're not used to. It was so good to be able to do that and just get... um, For sure. And feel like a man. Like, you know, I'm on a computer all the time. But I got to do some stuff. And you have like, to shift. It's a weird shifting mechanism, yeah, right? You have two yeah, levels, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and air brakes and all that. Like I said, which is not a big deal. But it, it felt so good to do something out of the norm. You, we talked about the generalist, you know. But it was life giving to me. It was awesome. That, so, yeah. And so that would be work. People would call that work, but because it's not what you do as a job. Yeah, I'm on a computer. All it was life giving so for you. Absolutely. Life- so that's really cool, yeah. guys. So
0: so there, there there's an answer to your question about self care.
1: Hopefully that helps, guys. Dale drive us home. Men, make sure you head on over to arena.org and grab your free copy of Tell Them, What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. And while you're there, click the Join Our Program button to join one of our international virtual teams. Until next time, fill the wet scent on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man. Everyone wins.